Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to your Friday. Happy Friday to you. It is the 21st of July, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back in the chair for the final time this week, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. That's all before Voss and Copes, Trent Copeland for breakfast in Sydney through SEN 1170 AM. For our listeners in Queensland, it will be Patton Heels after 6 AM. Big show, pack show. Uh, so much so, I don't know if we're going to get through it all in an hour, but we will do so. We'll recap all the sport from overnight in just a second. A lot happening, as you can imagine. We'll do that uh, very, very shortly. Charlie Goodsir in about 15 minutes will join me in the studio for our NRL preview We'll look back at day one of the Women's World Cup as well uh, with victories to New Zealand and Australia with John Gallo in about half an hour. Plus the cricket is going on. We'll try and get to the golf as well. And we've got a weekend of sport to look forward to. So lots to get through. Let's get going. It is Friday morning coming up to two past five. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. We'll get to the cricket, we'll get to the rugby league in a second, but I think quite rightly we should start here from last night. Standing just a step inside the sideline is Courtney Vine. Centres it again, foul, a long ball forward, Rasso goes to ground, penalty! <laughs> Haley Rasso was caught up among the defenders, she hits the grounds, and the referee, Adina Alves, points to the penalty spots. It'll be her left foot against Courtney Brosnan in goals for Ireland. Catley steps up, right down the middle for Australia. And Stadium Australia has never been noisier. Yeah, Australia winning the Matildas, winning their first game of the Women's World Cup, 1-0 without Sam Kerr. Uh, bombshell just a couple of hours before kickoff that, uh, well, even just an hour before kickoff that she's not, Going to play last night. Looks like she'll miss another match as well, at least, uh, with a calf injury. But they still managed to win 1-0 over the Republic of Ireland uh, on a night that I think will live in Australia sporting folklore for a long time. Folklore for a long time. Uh, it was very hard to... And there was a lot of sport going on last night. We, of course, had the cricket, which we'll get to, the rugby league, the Tigers and the Dragons. But it was hard to switch it off last night. The build-up to it uh, was amazing both here on SEN and, of course, on TV and the game itself. Uh, it was hard for Australia. And, look, we'll get John Gallo's thoughts on it in about half an hour. They'll need to improve, but they didn't have Sam Kerr there, but they still managed to win the game. Steph Catley, penalty goal in the 52nd minute to win uh, the match for Australia. Just a 1-0 victory. Um, and, of course, a save very late in the game as well in the 97th minute by Mackenzie Arnold, the goalkeeper, so they do win, but, uh, yeah, calf injury to Sam Kerr. Sustained it a couple of days ago in training. Um, now, it sounds like she'll be out for at least the next match, maybe a chance for her to return the match after. But uh, disappointing, I know, and there was a lot made about it on social media, but if she's injured, she's injured. you can't really do much about it. But they still stepped up and they still managed to do it uh, without her, which was fantastic to see. 75,784 people there at a core stadium or Stadium Australia last night. 
fantastic crowd. Well done to them. Their next game is Nigeria next Thursday at Suncorp Stadium, followed by Canada on Monday week. Um, that'll be down in Melbourne. Now, the Island team, they tried their best um, and they had chances, at times had their chances, but... Uh, they did try and park the bus a little bit, but we'll get that all from John Gallo afterwards But if uh, in about half an hour. But if you were out there last night, if you were watching the match, 75,784, what did you make of it? If you're out there, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, love to hear what the experience was. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 736 736 if you were out there. And if you were watching it, and I asked yesterday morning on the show, what would you be watching? throughout the course of the two hours last night where we had the NRL, where we had the cricket, where we had uh, the golf, of course, going on, where we had the Women's World Cup. It'll be interesting a bit later on when the TV ratings come out, but I would be surprised um, if it's not a big win to the Matildas. 1-0, they got the job done. We'll talk more about it uh, with uh, John Gallo, as I say, very, very soon. They did have a 5-0 corner count before the half-hour mark, the Matildas, but not able to convert, so that'll be something they'll be wanting to work out on. And Mary Fowler, a lot of talk about her leading into the tournament. A bit nervous early on, but played very well, really almost given the impossible task of filling Sam Kirst's shoes and very, very good. So as I say, Matildas 1-0. They did enough and they're off to play Nigeria at Suncorp Stadium. They get a week off, so not until next Thursday. We'll tell you there's three games coming up as well. Uh, Today in the Women's World Cup, you'll hear it uh, across the SEN network. Um, We'll tell you about them. Also, should make mention, well done to New Zealand. They opened the World Cup yesterday, uh, the earlier game before Australia's game against Ireland, and they managed to beat Norway 1-0. Pretty surprising result. Uh, Most people were uh, favouring Norway in that, so... Great for the tournament that the two host countries, both Australia and New Zealand, managing to get a win. Well done to them. Australia 1-0 over the Republic of Ireland. New Zealand 1-0 over Norway. More on that with John Gallo shortly. Um, And let's just hope that the Matildas could be back at Stadium Australia in a month's time on August 20. But look, there's a long way to go before that. 0457 736 736. If you've got any thoughts on the football, uh, say Football World Cup. Uh, so if you were out there uh, last night, we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you're just watching it, we'd love to hear from you as well. Hopefully Sam Kerr back for that game against Canada. We'll get back to the football shortly at seven past five. Let's turn our attention to the cricket now. Uh, not a great night for Australia. A very good night for England, though. Um, Australia all out for 317. England at Stumps on day two, a four for 384. They lead Australia by 67 runs with still six wickets remaining. Uh, w- well done to Zach Crawley. 189 from 182 balls. Mitchell Stark suffered a shoulder injury as well, um, which saw him go off the field. He did come back on, but a lot of concern over Mitch Stark and the future he might be able to play in this test match and maybe the fifth and final test match as well. It's at a really interesting time, isn't it, this Ashes series? A lot of people on social media that oh, clearly I couldn't watch it all night with the hours I do, but a lot of people on social media saying that maybe that was the day that turned the Ashes series in England's favour. As I say, Zach Crawley, 189. Joe Root made 84 of 95 balls. Moe Ali, 54 of 82 Ben Stokes still not out on 24. Harry Brook not out on 14. 
Interesting times. There is a lot of, well, who knows if it's going to be a lot of rain, but there is rain forecast over the course of the weekend. I believe today is supposed to be, as in Friday, supposed to be all right in terms of um, the weather. But after that, there is some uh, rain forecast. I'm just trying to bring it up on my app here. So it'll be interesting to see what England do. Uh, they need to win. A draw's not good enough for them. They must win. Uh, so they're saying for tomorrow, uh, 5 to 10 millimetres of rain. Saturday, 10 to 20 millimetres of rain. Same with Sunday at this stage. So how will England, if the rain does get in the way, how will England play on day three? You'd think they'd want to be scoring fast runs and hoping they can get Australia out for a cheap score and then maybe get back in and play within the rain. Going to be interesting. Did you watch any of it overnight? Are you concerned? Is that the day that changed the ashes? We'll have to wait and see. I think if it was fine conditions over the next three days, I think most people would say, well, yes, potentially that is the case. But the rain couldn't save Australia. We'll wait and see. We know with Manchester, having spent a bit of time there as well, not often, you do get it occasionally, but not often do you get heavy, heavy rain. Uh, but drizzles enough because once they go off the field, if it keeps drizzling, they're not going to go back on the field. So we will see what happens. England destined for a first, uh, huge first innings lead and potentially two all series before uh, the fifth and final test. Long way to go, though. Long way to go. But England definitely on top. Probably the most dominant, dominant day in this series so far. And that belongs to England. Uh, Zach Crawley, as I say, 189 from 182 balls. Uh, England, as I say, four for 384 at stumps. They lead Australia by 67 runs. Your thoughts on the cricket? There's a text there already. I'll get to that in just a second. Your thoughts on the cricket? And look, if you think if you think the rain will save Australia, then that's nice. But do you think maybe we are seeing the tide turning and potentially England might go on to win this series? I know we shouldn't be saying that, but there is a lot of people thinking that was the day that changed the series. Your thoughts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Charlie, good sir, is going to join me in a second after the next break to preview uh, the rest of round 21 of the National Rugby League. But Spoonball, as it was dubbed last night, the Dragons 18 over the West Tigers 14. Uh, close game, uh, but the Dragons doing enough to beat the Tigers last night. The Tigers were first to score. Um, and it was back and forth a little bit. Junior Tupo, very good for the Tigers. Uh, Zach Lomax uh, played a decent game for the Dragons, uh, but it was Ravalara's try in the 63rd minute that got the Dragons a much-needed win, which now puts them four points clear of the Tigers on the ladder. And you would have to say, even though the Tigers definitely did have a dig last night, um, with both the Tigers and the Dragons having had their three buys, the Bulldogs having... Two buys, so they've still got another two points, at least, that they're going to get this season. That's probably the Tigers' season in terms of wooden spoon. It's almost finalised. Look, there's still six games to go. Anything can happen. But if you look at what's happened throughout the year, I think potentially the Tigers will win yet another wooden spoon. Tigers fans, how are you feeling? No doubt they had a crack last night, but still not good enough. And the Dragons, they'll be happy that they could just get the win and move four points clear of the West Tigers. Your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736 
or 1-300-01-1170. And just one more on the NRL before we take a break. Uh, Tom Dravojevic could be available for a shock finals comeback if Manly are to make it. And NRL rules will also allow Manly to find an interim replacement. So we know uh, Turbo sustained a pec injury in State of Origin 2, uh, with the Seagulls now hoping he could return after a 12-week absence. That means, provided he's cleared medically, he could be back for the week two of the finals, provided Manly could qualify. Uh, under NRL rules, a club can only secure a salary cap dispensation for an injured player if he misses 12 or more games. Turbo will miss the required 12 games. That means Manly can try to locate an immediate replacement for Turbo in their side. Um Manly, though, would have to drop a player if the club exceeded the 30-man squad limit. Uh, mm, we'll see what happens. Look, uh, that's great that Turbo's recovering quick, um, and we wish him all the best. The question mark on all of that is, if he could come back in week two of the finals, that's great. But do we see Manly making the finals at all? Great news for Turbo, great news for Manly. But do they make the finals to give him that chance? I'm not entirely sure they can. 0457 736 736 or 1-300-01-1170. So there is a heap on our agenda this morning. I'll get to your text in a second. The football, the Women's World Cup, Australia 1-0. Did you watch it? Were you out there? Would love to hear from you if you were. Brilliant. Has the tide turned in the ashes? Dominant display by England on the second day of the fourth test at Old Trafford. Are England, well, they're definitely favourites to win this test match. Do you have them in front now to win the series? And the Rugby League, Tigers fans, how are you feeling? Dragons fans, you must be happy. And Manly, Turbo, could be back week two of the finals. But to Manly get that far? I'm not sure. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 A break, your text, and Charlie Goodsir will join me in the studio for our NRL preview. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. Friday morning, this is Tradies Juice in a nutshell. More of your calls and texts shortly. one 1170 or 0457 Now, this next man joins me in the studio each and every Friday. But this Friday, got an intro for him. Charlie, good sir. Good morning to you. Do you like your new intro song? Love it. I think it should be everyone's intro song here at SCN. Uh, yeah, well, it could be. Have you? Well, where, are you going to see the Barbie movie? Uh, yes, this weekend. I'm doing the the double. I'm doing Oppenheimer and Barbie. Mm. Uh, both coming on the same day. Couldn't do the the Thursday just because I've, I've got work early in the morning. Mm. Uh, but I've uh, scheduled out the Sunday. Completely packed. Going to the cinema, watching Barbie first. Mm. Uh, small little break and then Oppenheimer, so very keen for it. Are you going with friends, your partner? No, no, just myself. Uh, she's away this weekend, mm. um, so it's just going to be me, myself, and I in the cinema. Interesting. Okay, well, you enjoy that. I look forward. I might even get you in on Monday just for a review of Barbie yes. uh, that will last about 30 seconds. Are you a big Margot Robbie fan? Massive. I was a massive fan of her on Neighbours. Yes, I used to watch Neighbours loads yeah. back in the day, and yeah. she was Donna. Uh, she yes, was always she was. my favourite character, so yeah. Yeah, I'm very glad to see her rise in, in Hollywood. And i got to say, I don't think there's been a more perfect casting mm. uh, in film history than mm. Margot Robbie as Barbie. I remember her on Neighbours. Yeah, she yeah. was great. Very, very good actress. Standout. Was a standout. Uh, right, let's move on. Because yeah, let's we've move got on football. Rugby League. <laughs> yes, we've got football to talk about. Uh, now, we'll get on to the 
NRL men's competition in just a second. But the NRLW getting underway uh, tomorrow, actually. Uh, so I'll just go through the games and we'll have a quick chat about uh, the NRLW, what we're expecting this year. So tomorrow, 12.50, Titans taking on the Cowboys. That'll be at Seabus Super Stadium. That will be followed by the Newcastle Knights up against the Dragons at McDonald Jones Stadium. And that's followed by the Broncos and the Roosters at 7.45 p.m. tomorrow night. Then two games on Sunday as well. We've got the Eels and the Tigers at midday at Combank, followed by the Sharks and the Raiders at Point Spet Stadium at 1.50 p.m. Uh, obviously, an extended NRLW season. The past couple of seasons have been excellent. I'm sure we expect exactly the same this year. Yeah, I think it's been getting better and better. Mm. And um, I think they've done it the right way where they've uh, progressed gradually. They've sort of built it from the bottom up, uh, made sure the quality's there, made sure the depth of talent is there as well. And they've introduced a couple of new teams. I'm really excited to see those new teams go, especially the Tigers with uh, SEN's own Brett Kamali as the head coach. I've got the Sharks and the Raiders. Also, a lot of um, big-name players have moved from those already established clubs to the new clubs. So Mm. I think Emma Tonegata to the Sharks uh, is a pretty big one. Uh, Big loss for last year's Premier's Newcastle Mm. Knights. Yeah, to get that in. Go the girls. Uh, Unfortunately, Millie Boyle is a traitor and has now gone to the Sydney Roosters. Yes. Um, But really, really came for it. Um, And I think it's starting at the perfect time, Mm. sort of right before, I think, that big run to finals. Mm. And I think they've timed it excellent. Uh, excellently, and yeah, just really keen to see those new teams play. And great to see all games will be on Fox League and Channel 9 or the Nine Network as well, which is uh, good mm. to see. Yeah, the Knights, uh, last year's premiers, of course, there was two competitions played last year because of COVID. Yes. So we had the Roosters winning the first one, the Knights winning uh, the second one. So very much looking forward to it starting tomorrow. We'll keep you across all of that, but let's get stuck into the NRL now. Of course, Spoon Bowl played last night, but there are some real intriguing games coming up across the course of the weekend. Some vital games for some teams. The first one, Friday tonight, obviously, uh, 6 p.m., the Warriors taking on the Canberra Raiders over in Auckland. Now, I did read on social media the other day, there is a bit of rain forecast in Auckland. And if it's anything like the Roosters and Souths games, the Warriors do struggle. But they were excellent last week against the Sharks. But the Raiders, I think, are flying a little under the radar as well. I'll tip the Warriors at home, but I think this will be a really good game. Yeah, I think this is the perfect uh, situation for me. Friday night, 6 p.m., a game in New Zealand mm. as well. Uh, the Warriors absolutely pumping as well. A, a sellout crowd last week will be another sellout today. Uh, I think even with the weather uh, predicted, I think they'll still get a good crowd. Mm. I just love watching them play. They're such an entertaining team to watch. And they're not the the flashy Harlem Globetrotter type Warriors outfit that we've we've seen in the past. They're just a really good mm. rugby league team. Mm. I think Andrew Webster has done just a phenomenal job just building this team, and they're playing with so much confidence. Uh, I think what's been most impressive outside, I think, I think the Sean Johnson resurrection mm. is sort of those role players that have mm. that have really stood up. I think Rocco Berry uh, in the centres has been great. Mitch Barnett has been a really good inclusion of the team. Mm. Tohu Harris come back from injury, and he's playing some of the best football of his career. Mm. I do agree with you. The Raiders... Again, I say this all the time, they punch above their weight, the Raiders. I don't think people give them the respect that they deserve. However, the biggest knock on the Raiders is their wins this year. Mm. They haven't smashed any team, they haven't beaten any team. No. Even, the, even like against the Dragons, which was their last game, only really, I think it was 10 points yep, uh, the was the difference. Was, yeah. And that was their first double-digit win of the year. Um, so I'm going to go the Warriors just based on it being at home. But don't be surprised if the Raiders pull off a win. Here's the Warriors run home. They've got, obviously, the Raiders tonight. Then they've got the Gold Coast Titans, the West Tigers, the Manly Sea Eagles, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, the Dolph and the Dolphins to finish off. 
they should they would be expected to win most of those matches. Are they a proper contender this year? I absolutely think so. If they finish top four, then absolutely. Um, and that game against the Tigers as well, it's an away game, but it's in New Zealand. Yes, in Hamilton. Um, in Hamilton, mm. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think all aboard the, the Waz train. All right, we'll see what happens now. Another really good game tonight. South Sydney up against the Broncos up on the Sunshine Coast. The Rabbitohs home game, they've taken it up there. They're on the road five weeks now, South Sydney. The Brisbane Broncos, we know how good they have been. The Canterbury Bulldogs stuck with them in that first half. And then really when Toby Sexton went off the field, the Broncos accelerated. They probably would have won anyway. I'm leaning towards the Broncos, but I think we're going to learn a lot more about Souths in this next three or four week period. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sold on Souths anymore. I think we may have gone the early crow, or at least I definitely went the early crow when I said they're premiership favourites. Um, that was before all their injuries and their origin stars left. I, I, I think this game will be really telling of where the Rabbitoh season goes from here. With all those players back, I think we'll really see who they are. I would normally tip them, but because the, the game's at the Sunshine Coast, mm. which I find really odd, um, I've, I'm going to tip the Broncos. I think Reese Walsh coming back is also a massive in as well. Pat mm. Garrigan also comes back after having a, a week rested. I just I think there's more to like about the Broncos in this game than the Rabbitohs. All right, three games on Saturday. The first of them at Seabus Super Stadium. The Gold Coast Titans taking on the Roosters. This is a must-win game for most teams. On the Titans, they've been pretty unlucky the past couple of weeks. Uh, that penalty against the Dolphins was a penalty, but then they should have also got the penalty against the Eels, which would have put them in front. But again, we talk about the Titans, and we've said this over the past couple of years, way too inconsistent for mine. The Roosters playing pretty poor football for the most part. They were disappointing again in attack against Melbourne uh, last Saturday night. Uh, who, who are you tipping? This is how I'm tipping. Mm. <laughs> tossing uh, a coin? Yeah. <laughs> no, not tossing a coin. Uh, I think this one's pretty clear cut. Do you pick a team... Here we go. That's really yeah. exciting. Can score a lot of points. <laughs> yes. But also concede a lot of points. Mm. Or a team that is so boring and can't <laughs> score points. I'm going to go the Titans for this one. I think mm. the Roosters are, without a doubt, the biggest disappointment. They should be getting hammered more, mm. to be honest with you. I think it's actually pathetic how bad they've been this year, mm. how bad their attack has been. I'm going to go the Titans because I see more upside and what they can bring to this game. And there are more points in the Titans. Yes. Uh, the Roosters' defence, though, isn't probably their main issue. It's clearly their attack. Look, I'm going to give them one last chance, the Roosters. When, when, <laughs> you're, very, you're very lenient. <laughs> I know. When they're, when they're, I don't think they're making the eight or anything like that, but when they're in a position like this, uh, similar to when the Knights game a few weeks back, they had enough to beat opposition like this, but it'll be hard anyway up on the Gold Coast. And the Titans, we talk about the Roosters, really, if they win, if they lose, they are completely done for this year. The Titans really in a similar position as well. So really intriguing game. One last chance for the Roosters to see if they can score more than four points. Uh, I know they scored 16. Uh, now, the Knights uh, up against the Melbourne Storm uh, at McDonald Jones, 5.30 tomorrow night. Newcastle back-to-back wins against the Bulldogs and the Tigers. The Storm, very, very good against the Roosters last weekend. How do you see this one going? Yeah, the Christian Welch Cup. Uh, <laughs> don't think the Knights uh, would have forgotten that comment uh, just quietly. I mm. think that really kind of stung. And I think, and since then, we've won those two games. And yes, it was against the Bulldogs. Mm. And yes, it was against the Tigers. Mm. But I think the manner in which we won... Still got to win. 66-0. Mm. I didn't know we had that in us. And goal-kicking aside... The 34-18 scoreline really flattered the Tigers. Mm. We smashed them. We really smashed yep. them up. Um, so we're a team with confidence. Uh, we I don't think we make the eight. We're three points away from ninth place. Mm. We're in 10th. 
just too much ground to cover. Um, I am going to tip the Knights for this one, though. I, I just, something's brewing in the Hunter. Yeah. And look, uh, when you talk about the Melbourne Storm last week, if they were up against a better attacking side, then they would have been under pressure because the Roosters had eight line breaks in that game. And I know they scored 16 points in the end, but for a long part of that game it was four points. Look, I'm going to tip Melbourne, but uh, if you look back at the Knights this year, remember that Panthers game very early on in the year when uh, the Panthers ended up winning, but the Knights pushed them to the limit. I expect it to be a lot closer than some people are thinking, but look, I will go at the Melbourne Storm. Now, this, a really important game. Tomorrow night, 7.35, North Queensland up against the Parramatta Eels. In a second, I'm going to give you the Parramatta Eels run home, but let's just look at this game first. Cowboys in good form, uh, a bit uh, scratchy against Manly, but still got the win. The Eels, they got the win over the Titans. They've been in great form, but no Rican Campbell-Gillard, no Sevo for the next month. They're travelling up to Townsville. This could potentially decide eight spot. I know there's still a long way to go. Who are you tipping? Yeah, I think just because of the the Mike Acevo and RCG suspensions, mm. I think that is just a massive, massive blow to the Eels. I think they've done a really admirable job. They had a really tough start to the year mm. uh, where they – came up against all the teams after a bye, like mm. all the good teams after a bye, mm. um, and scraped together a few wins. They've now gone on a roll. Mm. A lot has happened off-field with the Dylan Brown situation, mm. um, getting rid of Jake Arthur when uh, they probably could have used him uh, mm. during this period. Yeah. I, I think they've done a really, really good job. I just think there's too much going against them in this game. Mm. Uh, I think the Cowboys are the informed team of the competition at home. Mm. I think this could get ugly. I, I think this could get ugly. Okay. Look, I think the Cowboys win. I think the Eels are in it for 60 minutes, but I I just think the Cowboys too good. Now, I'll ask you this question, Mm. and I reckon we had this conversation almost at at this very time last year, and they ended up making the grand Mm. final. But the Eels run home. Cowboys, obviously, tomorrow night. Then the Storm away from home. The Dragons are at Combank, so you'd expect them to win that. Then the Broncos at the Gabba. The Roosters at Combank, and then they finish with the Panthers and a bye. Now, in that, I know the Roosters have been struggling, but in that, the only easy game you'd think is against the Dragons. That is a real tough run home. Yes. I've So from that, I've got four losses and two wins. I mm. reckon they beat the Roosters, mm. and I think they beat the Dragons. Mm. So that's four points, and the bye, that's six points. Mm. And they're on 24 points at the moment. 30 points, look. It might. That's, that's really yeah. tough. I'm going to say they scrape through. I'm mm. going to say they finish in the eighth spot mm. um, without – Without really looking at the the ladder at the moment, mm. um, I'm just going to say gut feel. Thirty points will be enough. And I tell you what, if they do make the eight, whichever way they get there, they mm. might prove people wrong and do it easily. They will. You don't want to be playing them in the finals if they're at full strength. No, 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 definitely not. I think um, if they, if they finish seventh or eighth, I don't think they'll make a run for the grand final they did last year, mm. but I think they'll cause some damage in mm. the finals when they're back at full strength. Alright, let's have a quick look at the remaining two games on Sunday. The Penrith Panthers up against the Bulldogs. As I said, the Bulldogs quite gutsy against the Broncos last week in a very emotional day at uh, Belmore Oval. The Panthers, uh, at a time there you thought the Dolphins might get them, but they're just too good, and now they welcome back a host of stars. They are still my premiership favourite. They've been building very nicely this year. I think they beat the Bulldogs. I think this will be a lot closer than people think. Mm. I've, I'm going for that 1-12 to 12 margin. I think mm. Nathan Cleary coming back is a massive in. Mm. It, same, with, same with last year when he had that lengthy suspension and he came back. He's mm. just been it's, – it's, it's like the, it's the funniest thing because he's just – I know he's coming off injury this time around, but like it, it feels like he's priming himself for another big finals campaign. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go the Panthers pretty easy. 
a close margin, but it'll never look as if the Bulldogs are going to pull anything off. And finally, the Cronulla Sharks up against the Manly Sea Eagles. Important for Cronulla to hit back, but once again, they're playing a side outside of the top eight. There's been a few changes. Matt Moylan dropped Telekai back to the bench. I, I think they win. But I, I still, even if they do win, it still doesn't really prove anything until they beat a top eight team, or at least very competitive against the top eight team. Yeah, look, uh, for me, uh, Cronulla win this one, but it tells me nothing about them. Um, I think, I, I, I think outside of the Roosters, I think they've been the biggest disappointment as well this season, just because they finished second, mm. they bowed out in straight sets with pretty bad uh, defensive performances in the finals. Mm. A lot was made about, you know going back to, to what they know, basics, all that, all that stuff, and they've doubled down on being terrible against the contenders of the competition. So I, I'm i going to tip the Sharks, but it means nothing in, the, in the, the grand scheme of things. I tell you what, after Sunday's game, they've got the Panthers next Saturday night uh, in, at Penrith. Then they have the Rabbitohs in Perth. That's followed by the Titans uh, at home, the Cowboys um, in Queensland, uh, the Knights, the Raiders. So they're going to be tested in particular the next couple of weeks. I think we'll find out a lot about the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, any plans for the weekend, uh, Charlie? Well, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, and then uh, catch up with the boys on Saturday. Very, very Got good. Got to watch the footy and the cricket as well. And, and uh, go the Knights. And, and you are sad that your girlfriend's away, though. Heartbroken. Heartbroken. Thank you, Charlie. We'll speak to you next week. Thank you very much. Uh, Charlie Goodsir with our NRL preview, and I can't wait to review Barbie with him next week too. Uh, yes, good to be with you, John Gallo, in just a second. If you're just waking up and uh, switching the radio on, maybe you went to bed early last night. Just a recap of all the results. The Matildas 1-0 over the Republic of Ireland. Well done to them. We'll talk more about that in just a second with uh, John Gallo. Uh, Stumps, day two of the fourth test at Old Trafford, England. Well in front. But there is some rain forecast. Uh, not so much tomorrow, but over the weekend. Australia all out for 317. England, four for 384. They lead by 67 runs with six wickets remaining. So, mm, England, very, very good. And in the rugby league last night, Spoon Bowl. The Dragons, 18 over the Tigers, 14. Dragons, 18 over the Tigers, 14. Any thoughts on that? What are we going to see over the weekend? What are we going to be talking about come Monday morning? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. On the way to my next guest, a text here from Brett. Good morning. The curse strikes again. Sam Kerr out injured. Anyone who is on the cover of each sports games gets injured. Uh, the missile James Magnuson spoke about it yesterday. Yes, very disappointing with Sam Kerr out. And this one from Steve the Colleton Bulldog. Morning, Dan. What a choice we had on TV last night. We watched the last 20 minutes of the first game of the World Cup. Well done to New Zealand. We then watched the Matildas. Great game. Great game. And was flicking over to the cricket until the first break. Couldn't watch the footy, but checked on the phone the final score. Well done to the women. Good result. Yes, Australia t- uh, 1-0 over Ireland in the first game of the, for them, campaign anyway, of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Standing just a step inside the sideline is Courtney Vine. Centers it again, foul, a long ball fought, Rasso goes to ground, penalty! <laughs> Hayley Rasso was caught up among the defenders, she hits the grounds, and the referee, Adina Alves, points to the penalty spots. It'll be her left foot against Courtney Brosnan in goals for Ireland. Catley steps up, right down the middle for Australia! And Stadium Australia has never been noisier!
Jordan Canellis with the call. John Gallo is on the line. Morning to you, John. Australia 1-0 up, uh, and there's still a lot of improvement to come. Bit disappointing, no Sam Kerr, but still managed to get the win. Good morning. Morning, Dan. Yeah, well, uh, fantastic night of football, wasn't it, for all Australian football fans right around the country to uh, to witness what was you know, a decent performance by the Australian team. As you said, there's always room for improvement, of course, but um, I think the, the way they, they played, the way they persevered, controlling the game, controlling Ireland for large periods of that game. Uh, a very difficult Ireland side, I have to say, full credit to Ireland. They, they made it defensively very, very difficult for the Matildas to break through, and it was always about a bit of perseverance and patience combined with that little bit of skill to try and execute and work work their way through this Ireland defence. And in the end, it was a penalty that was the difference, a penalty that I think was rightly given as well. It was a clear shove in the box, and uh, the Matildas player went down and obviously resulted in the penalty, which ended up being the winning goal of the game. So I think based on the chances created, I think you have to say Matildas deserved the uh, the three points and, and a good win. Um, I think Ireland will be disappointed, obviously, with, with the end result. But I think their performance over the course of the 90 minutes was... Uh, very much respectable and uh, and I think they can put themselves in good stead for their second group game against Canada which won't be an easy task for the Irish I mean Canada are also a very attackive team with the ball so I expect you know Canada to have a lot of possession in that game and Ireland will have to sit back and defend again but uh, for Australia it gives them a lot of confidence heading to their second group game against Nigeria in a couple of days time so well done obviously as you said without Sam Kerr mm. star player you know obviously disappointing news with, with the calf injury that she picked up on Wednesday up in Brisbane, uh, which forced her out of this game against Ireland and possibly out of the second group game against Nigeria in a couple of days' time. Um, it, is a, it is a difficult one, obviously, but I think, you know, with the Matildas, uh, they've got so much depth in around their squad, so much youthfulness around their squad that they can, you know, bring in someone like Mary Fowler. Who yeah. came in and did a, a great job up front, provided a lot of energy, provided a lot of speed in behind the back four as well and really troubled the Irish defenders throughout the course of the game. So, uh, yeah, well done to the Matildas. I think they got on with the job very, very well. Yeah, and we know with calf injuries as well, and we've seen it this year in the NRL, there's been a spate of calf injuries. So Trell Mitchell, for example, was due to come back tonight for the Rabbitohs, still isn't playing with the calf injury. There's been a, a lot of it going around. Hopefully, look, hopefully Sam Kerr is ready to go, uh, as you said, probably in some doubt or a lot of doubt for the game against Nigeria, but hopefully back against Canada and hopefully uh, the Matildas go further into the competition. So uh, we get to see her play. You're right about Mary uh, Fowler. She was excellent uh, last night. Uh, big shoes to fill without Sam Kerr there, but she did, she did a very good job. Yeah, she did. And uh, obviously, as you said, big shoes to fill when you lose your captain and probably one of the world's most famous women's players in football for a long time, Sam Kerr. And we all know what a leader she is off the field as well for the Matildas. Um, but, you know, she, she had to you know sit down on this one and rather rest her, you know, get her calf right because, as you said, it's a very delicate part of the, the body. You don't want to be uh, playing around with your calf because it is close to that Achilles area as well. So it brings a little bit of caution from, uh, from physios and doctors because it's that area of the body that can really hamper you if you uh, continue to, you know, strain it even further. So well done for, for the Matildas, you know, taking the precautionary steps and getting Sam Kerr out of the game. And then the young Mary Fowler stepped in and I think did a really good job. As I said, she troubled the you know, Irish defenders for large periods of the game. She's got a lot of speed about her, a lot of energy. She can run for the full 90, no problems at all. Um, and Caitlin Ford up there, we know how good Caitlin Ford is and has been in the uh, in the Women's Premier League for Arsenal. Uh, so to have you know, that combination up front probably was unexpected, but uh, they prepared for it as best they could, the Matildas, and I think they, they did a really good job. So well done, and also well done for the fans that turned up. Yeah. 35,000 people, Stadium Australia, 
uh, great support and uh, and we want to see that hopefully moving forward to the Brisbane uh, and also in Melbourne with our next two uh, group games. Yeah, 75,784 people there last night at Stadium Australia, as you mentioned. And I mentioned at the top of the show, John, uh, the start of the broadcast, of course, we had coverage here on SEN, but the uh, start of the uh, broadcast on TV, it was very hard to, well, I didn't switch it off, but it, was, it would have been very hard if anyone had to switch it off because you just felt that it was such a memorable night in the making. Great that Australia got the win as well, but such, such a great night for Australian sport. Yeah, it is. And I think as the game got on, you know, I think the crowd got you know louder and louder. And I think there's a real, you know, I think attitude and, and a real atmosphere around it now that, you know, this, this is a World Cup where Australia and New Zealand as a, as a combined country can really mm. announce itself to the world stage in, in terms of women's football and, and sport in general. So, um, you know, a platform like having a Women's World Cup in your own home country allows you to do that. And uh, I think we're taking full advantage of it. I think the Matildas, we've had a lot of success in the last couple of years. We've had a little bit of difficult times as well with managers coming and going. But uh, right now, this, this team looks unified and it looks really stable at the moment. So I think you know, a lot of the, the football fans around the country are getting behind the materials at the moment. So there's a real excitement, a real buzz around the country, and it's good to see you know, those fans, 75,000 of them, turn up in support. So let's hope that continues throughout the, uh, the tournament. Now, the tournament actually started with New Zealand beating Norway 1-0. That was a really surprise result as well. But great to see the two host nations getting victories on night one of the World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a that's a historical moment for New Zealand when you think about you know the fact that Norway dominated uh, you know women's football for a long period of time as well. They've always been one of the contenders to, to to face off and to try and have to beat them is always a difficult task. And New Zealand had to defend for large periods of that for that first half and even throughout the second half as well. Uh, but they did a very, very good job on the counter-attack side of things and a great a great finish by Hannah Wilkinson, a low cross into the 18-yard uh, box and Hannah Wilkinson on the end of it to put it away. And Eden Park just went off as well. I have to say, credit to the New Zealand fans as well. Eden Park was almost packed from mm. uh, from the, you know, from what I saw in the camera views. It wasn't a spare seat in the house either. So for a very rugby union-dominated country, see them come out to, to help support the uh, women's football team, I think, shows you know how much football in New Zealand is growing and growing as well. And we know we know Wellington Phoenix and the A-League and the W-League have struggled in the past. Um, so there was always a little bit of apprehension about how many fans were going to turn up to support the New Zealand team. But it was a packed house at Eden Park. And I think that crowd really helped the Kiwi team get behind and uh, stick it out because there were times there where Norway were really knocking on the door. And uh, to them to get all three points, Fantastic start to the Women's World Cup for New Zealand as well. Big couple of nights of sport in New Zealand. Of course, we had that last night. We've got the Warriors in action against the Raiders tonight as well, which I'd imagine will be sold out. So very exciting. Now, there are three games coming up today. Uh, we've got about a minute, so I'll just get you quick t- uh, tips on this. Uh, 12.30, uh, Nigeria up against Canada. 3 o'clock, the Philippines up against Switzerland. Spain will host Costa Rica in the last of the three games tonight or this afternoon at 5.30. You will hear this on SEN Fanatic on the app. Also, the last two games will be broadcast across New Zealand as well. Nigeria or Canada, John? Going Canada, Dan, for that one. Are you and going, going Switzerland. Switzerland? And what about Spain and Costa Rica? I'm going Spain. Spain are one of the, the top contenders, so I'm going to go with Spain on that one. Very, very nice. And games right across the weekend. There's actually four games tomorrow, three games on Sunday, and then three games again on Monday. So we might actually catch up again maybe on Tuesday morning just to revisit what has happened over the course of the weekend. Of course, the Matildas back in action next Thursday, so we'll chat a few times next week. John, great stuff. Uh, many plans for uh, the weekend. Anything exciting happening? 
Well, mate, hopefully if all plans you know, come together, mate, mm. we will have a catch-up. First time since I've been back in Australia tonight. Uh, looking forward to seeing you, mate. And uh, it's been a long time seeing you face-to-face and much to discuss as well, mate. So, And then Saturday, so Saturday, Sunday will be pretty cruisy. I don't know what's going to be planned for Saturday and Sunday, but uh, we'll wait and see. It might be just me staring at the harbour once again. So oh. we'll, uh, we'll wait and see what unfolds with that. We can't wait. You're not off to see Barbie like the rest of Australia is. Charlie Goodsir, one of our colleagues in here, can't no. wait for Barbie. Can't wait. Margot Robbie, he's no. off there on uh, Sunday to see Barbie. Anyway, Good. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, yeah. We'll catch up. We'll catch up. We'll catch up. Next Have week. a lovely time at Barbie, mate. <laughs> don't you? Don't you miss the catch up tonight because of Barbie? I'll be no. very, very disappointed. No, I'm not going to Barbie, Charlie. Good service. Thank yeah. you, John. We'll speak to you uh, soon. We'll speak to you next week. Have a good weekend. Okay, mate. You too, mate. Uh, John Gallo talking all things football this uh, text. Let's be brutally honest. Matildas will face much bigger challenges than Ireland. Um, yeah, well, they, they they will, but they still managed to get the win. But, yes, a lot harder to come. Of course, Nigeria, Canada, and then, of course, if they get through to the knockout stages, which we're hoping they will, uh, definitely. Thank you for that text. Back with more of your texts, and we'll wrap up the week in just a second. It's ten and a half to six. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Six to six, Lee's on the text says, uh, Dragons win the Who Cares game. Well, who cares? Thank you, uh, Lee. Have a good weekend, uh, mate. They got up over the Tigers, 18 points to 14. AFL across the course of the weekend. Essendon will take on the Bulldogs. That's tonight at 7.50 p.m. Then we've got Richmond up against Hawthorne tomorrow. Carlton will play West Coast. Brisbane to host Geelong. Port Adelaide will play Collingwood. Fremantle up against the Sydney Swans. The Swans travelling over to Perth. Then on Sunday, three games. GWS Giants up against the Gold Coast. Melbourne up against Adelaide. And then finally, St Kilda will take on North Melbourne. That is round 19 of the AFL beginning tonight. Text from Mike. I'm 64. Been watching Aussie test matches for over 50 years. The tactics, and I use that term loosely, that were employed by our side were the worst I've ever seen in 50 years. Ironically and embarrassingly for fans, the team delivered on their appalling strategy of bowling a bowling cannon fodder all day. That from Mike. Yeah, the cricket in a really, really intriguing position after day two of the fourth test at Old Trafford. No doubt Ian Healy will have his say on Patton Heels and, of course, Trent Copeland with Vossi on STN 11.70am in Sydney after 6am to wrap up what was a huge night of sport. And, of course, uh, the football, the cricket, the rugby league, so much to talk about. Also, the golf going on. Thank you for your company today. Been another fun week. Patton Hills coming up in Queensland. Vossi and Trent Copeland in Sydney. You have a great weekend and I'll catch you back here Monday morning from 5am.